0: Insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here
1: we go. Welcome to Active Spirituality. We are now in week six of 2020. Pam's going to tell us all about Monday, the 7th of February. She's going to take us all the way through the week, all through every single one of those seven days, and then I'll be back for our meditation. Thanks, Pam. What's in store?
0: Okay. Last week we kicked off with the new moon, which also began the lunar new year. We're in Water Tiger. And listen to our separate mp3 that speaks a little about um, 2022 as a whole year package but to look at this second week in february one of the things that's happening is that we're really gaining momentum with that new moon that kicked off the new moon in aquarius and as I mentioned last week, it's just such a fabulous moon for community building, for uh, bridging, for communication. And just to think of the arc of this year, this is such a big year about breaking down past patterns and opening up into new ways of communicating. And so this week is less bumpy, perhaps, than last week may have been for some of us. Mercury went direct last week on uh, on the third, and Eastern Time. Adjust depending on where you are on the planet. And then we had some kind of rocky moments as we went through the entering into the weekend, but the weekend should have been very productive for many of us, and that's how we kick in to this week of February 7th. The moon is in the sign of Taurus, And it's working very nicely with some of the heavier energy planets. That being said, it works best when we're in alliances with people who show up and step up. Also, it is a time that works best when we're taking responsibilities to our commitments. So for those of us who do New Year's resolutions or Uh, ideally have new moon intentions, which are far more productive, I think, than new year resolutions for most people. Because the thing about the new moon cycles is we revisit every 28, 29 days. So we can really oil the wheel. What happens when we just look at um, something at the beginning of a year or the beginning of a long length of time It's like looking at the whole road of the journey and not taking into account the different compartments or stages of how we get from. A to B to C to D to E. So that's why working with new moon energy, and now we're in the waxing moon cycle, especially the beginning of the Lunar New Year, especially with the momentum of a very well-aspected Aquarius moon. So here we are at the moon in Taurus when we kind of revisit what were the challenges, the commitments, the responsibilities, the stepping up to that we owned at one point in time and maybe have to uh, ramp up our energy for it, or in some cases, realize that someone we're partnering with is not really up to the task in the same way we are and we intend. So it can be a time of gently kind of segueing into a different direction, uh, gracefully recreating something or telling someone, hey, I think your role is better as this, if they aren't really up to the task. And these are things we can recognize on Monday, especially, and certainly look out again on Tuesday if we didn't quite get it right. Now, one of the things that's very impactful on Tuesday, which may be affecting some of us the Monday before as well, Is that there's a picture in the sky between Mars and Uranus. And this actually is a trine, it's a harmonious picture. So, what's happening is oftentimes when you hear me say, oh, you know, be prepared, keep alert, et cetera, et cetera. It's when Mars is in hard aspect or difficult aspect with Uranus, because what happens is we get that blind sight. You know, something comes out of nowhere and we have to react quickly. In this case, with Mars trying Uranus, we are many of us, depending especially on our astrology horoscope, can really jump on with the serendipity or the experience that comes our way. So something unexpected may come in. It may be, it may be a message, a text, a sign we see, a a symbol, an omen, an overture of conversation, someone we meet. It again, this is Mars is in Capricorn at this point in time, and it's trining Uranus and Taurus. So if you know where those signs lie in your horoscope, You may be able to paint a better picture, a clearer picture of what this may look like. But I always have to say, with Uranus, it's unexpected. We can think that we know what it is. And and sometimes we can actually guess it right, like choosing the first word if you're playing Wordle. (laughs) It's that intuitive hit. It's like, wow, I know exactly what this is. Or I know exactly how to act on it. And it may come, it may come for some of us out of a dream or something we feel inspired to do early in the morning or that to act on where we actually maybe change our day because we realize, no, no, I really feel this better time to take action on this. And you are probably 99.9% right, especially if you feel it and sense it, and the picture almost appears to you. I'm back to the Wordle uh, um, uh, metaphors, like you see the word in your head, and you know, oh, okay, I'm putting this down, even though this seems like a stupid word, and you're right, so then once we get past mid-morning, the energy quiets down a bit, and we get more in this period of time that's just all about focus productivity this is the juiciest part of these opening couple of days where especially if you've got it set up you know what you're doing you know where you're going you just just book with it it's just beautiful and the moon goes void of course at 11 48 p.m on Tuesday night so really good evening for restorative sleep Wednesday the 9th the moon is also in the sign of Taurus until 5:27 a.m. So for you early risers the moon has entered the sign of Gemini and for those who don't usually rise early you may feel a bump to wake up with some insight. Because Gemini energy is very different than Taurus. It basically wants to get moving and see what's out there. What's going on? Let me look. Let me get more information. Let me find out what's going on. So air and fire signs really, really take off with this. And you don't want to lose the focus of what your intention is, because you still want to work with this waxy moon cycle to make things happen. But depending on the adaptability of your brain and the uh, ability to move into new insights or information when they come your way, this can be a very productive day for just, huh, look at that, huh, what about this? because one thing that's happening is that opportunities or different situations can come in. You decide if it's a distraction or if it's actually fruitful. And that's why it's really important to stay grounded in whatever your original intentions or things that you have to do are so that you don't get distracted by the things that come in and look enticing. And they may well be, but this may not be the exact time to take action on them. Sometimes it's better to let it cook or um, just, I was going to say make a handshake, but people do the fist bumps now instead of the handshakes, do a little... This, which I find really interesting but that's a whole uh, that's a whole tangent I won't get into right now. but Gemini is about the hands so it does speak about something that you actually do or make some kind of indication of jot it down if it is something enticing but you do recognize it as a tangent you don't want to take at this point in time but you want to keep for seed energy for another point in time. The 10th, also very lively energy with that Gemini moon, uh, a lot cooking, a lot presented to you. Uh, If you're out and about uh, in the early morning, um, just be aware that uh, people are moving quicker than they're actually paying attention. So that's important to note. Nothing that's dangerous as long as you're aware and you you're focused on if you're driving or walking or However, you're out and about catching a train And Let's see. Okay, so the heightened opportunity time Actually happens in the dream realm for eastern time people so Here's what I would recommend as we go through our day. Do, you know, tick off your to-do list, do everything possible through the day that feels like it's fluid and it's happening. The evening is calling for you to find some meditation, focus, drift time, really, really important. And if we don't do that, then we can end up, being confused, especially as I said earlier about the things, the offerings that seem very enticing, but get us off track. That's why it's so important to have a restorative time on Thursday evening. And if you don't have time for it beforehand, when you enter the dream realm, just know that you are, your intention is for your body to restore and for you to wake up with a sense of being refreshed and able to follow through with whatever it was you had planned to do before you entered the dream world and here's why because on Friday the 11th the moon is void of course most of the day and it's void of course in the sign of gemini and Mercury makes a picture with Pluto in the morning. So what that means is for anyone who's a writer or has to organize thoughts or uh, figure out directions in which they're going, Friday the 11th is an extremely productive day. The important thing about it is that you stay on task. So whatever it is that you've already got in motion, it's not a good day for starting something, but something that's already in motion to just really work with it. And it doesn't even have to necessarily be just the written word, but it is very much about communication in some way. That's the emphasis. Now your project or what you're doing May not directly have anything to do with what you think of as communication. Maybe you're repainting your kitchen or you're um, or you're having uh, your your let's see what else would a project or you're doing something that has to do with a project at work that you've you've already got in motion and you don't think oh this you know this I I don't work in the communication arts there's nothing about that. Everything we do is in some way a communication. You're painting your kitchen well the color you choose or, or how you're painting it or what you're deciding to do is inherently about communicating some way that you're able to uh, make food more efficiently, create hearth in the home, because the kitchen is usually the heart of the home, depending on the household. Um, So there's some sort of communication that's going through with it. Um, In the case of a project that uh, maybe is about, um, let me think, maybe is about figuring out how to streamline some sort of production. Well, that's certainly about communication, how the other workers see it, how the the supply chain reacts to it. Communication is really interrelation how we're all functioning as a whole, which is a huge lesson for us at this point in time, and certainly in 2022. So the moon goes uh, void, of course, as I said, it's been all day. But it enters cancer at 6.27 p.m. Eastern time. So once it's entered the sign of cancer, now we're in a, a reminder, a kind of revisit to what I said earlier about lines of communication. It's a theme of this year. Uh, I mean, all the Mercury retrogrades begin in air signs, which is verbal communication. So part of our theme is how are we connecting, communicating our heartmost desires, what it is that needs to be said, the message that needs to transpire in order to get the job done or... To make myself understood, whether it's in areas of health, finance, um, relationship, education, you name it. It's all about effective communication, which is it's so ironic in what's supposedly our information age, where um, things, there are so many ways to get in touch. And yet, our our communication is so fractured and ineffectual in many ways which is one reason why we're seeing the extreme polarity where people are not they're not getting they're not communicating they they aren't even opening the channels to try to connect to one another because they're missing one of the most basic points of why we communicate, interrelate, build bridges, uh, try to understand the other. And here's the irony. There's all the separation that people think is about survival. I want my way of life to survive. I want my way of keeping my health to help me survive. I it, It's supposedly all about survival. But if we don't have communication with the different entities at play in our neighborhood, in our countries, in our globe, in our environment, then we're missing some very important pieces that can have to do with not only overall survival, but quality of life. And so, for individuals, this weekend of the evening of the 11th, once the moon has moved into the sign of Cancer, the 12th, the 13th, these are incredibly strong days to sink into what you think of as home and how effectively do you communicate with your co-inhabitants. And you may live alone, but you're still in an environment that's a reflection of who you are and what you choose to bring into that environment are symbols and also voices of, for lack of a better word, God. So let me explain that. Every single object or thing in our environment is part of the whole. Even things we've created that seem toxic, like plastic, is part of the whole. And our relationship with these things, how we communicate to them, what their vibratory energy is, has so much to do with the quality of our overall lives. So let's say you live alone. The important thing to do over this weekend is to to just kind of tune in, because Moon and Cancer, all the water signs amplify our ability to hear. Not just hearing like I'm listening to music, but to hear vibratory energy around us, to hear the space in which we are. So we may find on a day like Saturday, as the evening progresses, that something is a little off, something is dissonant. And so we may ask ourselves, how do we tone things differently so that There's more harmony in the environment in which I restore myself, which is what home is, even temporary home. Even if you're in between places you're living, how do you set up the space so that it feels more in energetic flow with whom you are? And on Sunday... Uh, Sunday is a day that feels to me a bit more, um, less possibly dissonant than maybe Saturday felt. But what it's asking us is to really power into what it is we want to say, to whom we want to say it, and to clarify our message, and most importantly, how we How we position ourselves so that we can receive messages as well, so that we're not so locked into our one way of being, thinking, seeing, that we can't invite in other thoughts so that we can turn that around, turn the stones, and see is this really how I want to be and what I'm aiming for? And do I really feel? safe in my resonance in what it is i want to say and what it is i want to receive i know i got a little esoteric here but now i turn it over to susie
1: <laughs> who can get even more esoteric maybe
0: <laughs> here here yeah.
1: so pam what what for you is the the really big theme this week
0: well, i I the theme is about the lines of communication, the and and how it's shifting from all the ways we have traditionally communicated and how we need to deepen into. I think, more sophisticated forms of communication, not diluted forms of communication, which is what the response seems to have been to date.
1: Okay. Let's use that and jump into our meditation. Thank you so much. So I invite everybody to sit nice and still, find a place of quiet if you can. And just take this time, very short little 10 minutes to go in deep and meditation doesn't mean necessarily that you are sitting quietly and emptying the mind. Meditation is about focus. So let's focus in on what it is that we're talking about when we're communicating. and. Let's take it to the level of where am I communicating from? And this is a really good question to ask yourself. A lot of the time is where, from what place within me am I communicating? And that might seem like a silly question, but we can really dismantle it to really try and untangle it and see sometimes that we are communicating from a very emotional place or from a very self-centred place or perhaps from a very logical and rational place and not an emotional place. So let's just have a look at where do I normally speak from where am I normally communicating from and it'll usually be very apparent to you according to obviously what you're communicating and who you're communicating to but it's also really what's your mood what mood are you in So let's just take a few moments now, just take a few deeper breaths and just have a little feel into your own feelings. Where am I at right now, today, this evening, this morning, wherever you are, whenever you're listening? Just check in a little bit with with some observation, Try not to use any judgment here and just check in. Where am I at right now? Am I feeling really balanced? Am I feeling satisfied or fulfilled? Am I feeling um, left out or neglected or forsaken or anything in between? Am I feeling motivated or lazy just check in where are you coming from right now are you feeling that the world is your oyster and you have all of these opportunities or the opposite and again anywhere in between So just notice where you are right now. And if you could take off a couple of perhaps stealth layers where you're trying to cover up how you're feeling or overcome it with some sort of spiritual affirmation, just really access the raw state as deeply as you can. This is what I'm feeling now. And, of course, it can be a myriad of feelings and contradictory feelings and, oh, boy, we're so complex. It could be so many things. So just check in and be aware. It's a really good thing to do a lot of the time, just daily maybe every hour just check in where I'm at and start to map your progress or start to map where you're at because you will realize that so much of what you do, so much of what you say, your reactions, your responses, your so-called sensitivity, your awareness is going to be very dependent on what you feel like personally and your history, your experiences. So as we notice that, we notice that we can communicate in very different ways. If I'm rushed, I'm going to speak quickly. If I'm not rushed, I'm going to probably speak a lot slower. So just notice, what is it? Where from am I communicating? And start to become really aware. Observe yourself. We're so used to observing everyone else and And judging and and looking and criticizing. But how about if we just take a little look inside and start to notice where am I coming from? And you'll notice that your, your glasses are tinted, your vision is tinted. The way that you see the world is definitely informed by this internal situation, this internal condition, this internal condition that wants attention or doesn't want attention. And then we can start to look at how we're communicating. And we can be people that are perhaps very needy and emotionally are very needy and so we need to communicate a lot of this is who I am and this is how I feel and this is what I need and this is what I want. We can be somehow nicely balanced and communicating openly and freely or we could be completely shut down and never ever really communicating what's really important to us where we're coming from we don't want those people to know so we're just going to give like a, a perhaps a an aloof attitude or we're just simply not going to engage so let's see if we can just very simply energetically just line up some of those places in ourselves and find a place of balance and equanimity where we can be open and expressive, where we can be also self-aware and self-conscious but not needy and desperate. And where we can see the world as a meeting of many different people and many different attitudes, and not all of that necessarily lines up with us, so that we can communicate with, again, what we always talk about, compassion, where we can communicate from a place that can compassion within ourselves where we can communicate from a place of of where we can communicate with compassion within ourselves and towards others and a place that is really grounded in loving kindness. How many things can we say with loving kindness? How many ways can we be patient with loving kindness? Knowing full well that who we're communicating with might not be in that place, might never be in that place, but we can still come from that place. So feel that balanced loving kindness within yourself and knowing that this is a very good place for us to communicate from. And as we take a few deep breaths and opening our eyes, knowing that we are here in this world full of love, full of loving kindness. Thank you everyone for joining us and we'll see you next week. Love now. You have been listening to Susie
0: Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.